from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Well, good morning. Happy Monday, y'all. Sorry we had a technical difficulty there when we started the show just a few minutes ago. So welcome. Happy Monday, November 6th, 2023. Good morning, everyone tuning in. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble. Thank you for everyone watching us this morning. Please make sure to subscribe and follow us on your favorite podcast listening channel. We've got a packed show today. Really a lot going on. We're going to get right into it. My voice is a little off. I've been a little ill. Nothing too crazy. But you can't help me or help yourself with one of these awesome espresso travel mugs that we've got right over here. These are these are great. Let me tell you, uh, if you enjoy an espresso while going somewhere, but you know that espressos don't stay warm for that long you got to drink them within eight minutes really 10 minutes max so you get one of these put it up with the double or triple i put a triple in here two ounces per espresso takes about eight ounces but six will do and i can enjoy an espresso over in two to three hours it's magnificent it's brilliant it's amazing so with that being said you can go to our Substack, subscribe become an annual subscriber we'll ship you one of those for absolutely free just for your subscription now, join me for a real double espresso coffee cup. Cheers, y'all. Now, let's go ahead and get into this morning's show. We'll start with Looney Tunables. If y'all remember a few months, uh, about last month, we brought this up here as a exploit. Well, now the privilege escalation vulnerability that was recently patched in the GNUC library has been exploited in cloud attacks by a threat group known for the use of Kinsing malware and for its crypto jacking operation. CVE 2023-49011, named Looney Tunables, has been found to impact major Linux distribution, including Debian, Gento, Red Hat, and Ubuntu. It allows a local attacker to execute arbitrary code with elevated privileges. According to Aqua Security, the firm behind KingSing, which is tracked by Palo Alto as Money Libra, has exploited the vulnerability in recent attacks. The group has become known for its deploying its Linux malware in container environment, its ultimate goal being the delivery of cryptocurrency miners. The threat actors pose a significant threat to Kubernetes, Docker, Jenkins, and Redis servers. It was also recently observed targeting open fire servers through their own vulnerability, CVE 2023-32315. In recent attacks seen by Aqua, the hackers exploited the PHP unit vulnerability, tracked the CVE 2017-98414 for initial access. They then download additional scripts providing backdoor access to the server and enabling them to obtain information, particularly credentials associated with the cloud service provider. So you want to make sure if you haven't patched to get it patched. Also, Aqua has all the TTPs and IOCs for this one. You want to investigate those as well. Save y'all the cough. Excuse me, the Okta customer support breach has exposed data on 134 customers. Take another sip of this. So one password beyond trust, excuse me there. One password beyond trust and Cloudflare were among the five customers directly targeted with stolen stolen Okta session tokens, according to the company CSO. Okta has confirmed that the threat actor was able to breach its customer support system and steal files related to 134 of its customers, which is less than 1% of their total roster, but it doesn't matter. It's a, like solar winds. 
they went after Microsoft and the government. They didn't go after a lot of their other customers, but they knew who they were going after. The stolen customer support files were HR, HAR files containing session tokens. According to David Bradbury, the CSO over at Okta, he's written a detailed blog post about the incident. An investigation into the hack revealed an Okta employee's credentials were compromised on a personal device, which likely led to an initial breach during the investigation and into the suspicious use of the account. They've identified that the employee uh, used had a signed in into to their personal Google profile on a Chrome browser of their Okta managed laptop. Username and password of the service account had been saved into the employee's personal Google account. According to the timeline of events provided by Okta, one password was the first customer to reach out to Okta with a report of suspicious activity on September 29th. By October 2nd, Beyond Trust reported a similar issue, and then Cloudflare and many others have come forth. So now this is 134 customers impacted they nitpicked so ask yourself would you be one of those 134 they've said that they've contacted those companies but investigate those iocs and make sure you don't become an additional victim microsoft says the four exchange vulnerabilities disclosed by uh, the trend micro zero day initiative last week have already been patched they don't require any immediate attention zdi came out with a whole bunch of microsoft zero days all of those have been addressed by microsoft so no need to panic and rush over those just go about your business, y'all. However, on the Atalasian side, the now critical bug is uh, there's a POC available and exploit available, and immediate patching is needed. This is for CVE 2023-22518, the proof of concept exploit code for the critical vulnerability that was disclosed to the Confluence data center and server technology has become publicly available, heightening the need for people to patch this immediately. Shadow Server, which monitors the internet for malicious activities, reported on Friday that it observed attempts to exploit the vulnerability from at least 36 different unique IP addresses over the last 24 hours. The bug has a, nine, uh, a CVSS score of 9.1 out of 10. And on October 31st, a warning from the, its CISO about the vulnerability presenting significant data loss if exploited. There is vulnerability information that's Readily available CV 2023-22518 affects customers of all versions of the data center and Altalasian server, but not those using the company's cloud. So uh, hosted versions of these technologies. So you want to make sure you get those patched ASAP as well. Data brokers are now selling U.S. service member secrets, according to researchers. Vast amounts of highly sensitive data on American military service members are up for sale by data brokers, according to a new report examining the national security implications of the practice. The research shed lights on the secretive data broker industry, which gathers exceptionally granular personal information on individual consumers, often selling the data to marketers. The largely unregulated and controversial industry has quickly expanded in recent years. Um, for those who don't know, I did a podcast called Goodbye Privacy for a little bit. There's a whole episode on data brokers. Recommend you watch it. I recommend you give it a shot. It's really, really worth it. The stuff that they collect and the way they collect the data and how they sell that data with impunity is disgusting. It's absolutely horrendous. This industry is, if there was ever, <coughs> excuse me, if there was ever an industry that needed to be regulated, it's this one, ever. 
there was any industry that needed regulation, it's the data brokers. It's a national security threat. Is a domain. It's it's a uh, 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 individual privacy a violation, and it's significant. The researchers set up a server in Singapore where the brokers transferred private data about active duty military service members, veterans, and their families, including sensitive health and financial information, according to a report. They sold the bulk data within geofence military facilities such as Fort Bragg and Quantico. <coughs> Excuse me. The researchers ultimately bought the data from three brokers using a .org or .asia domains, doubling down on the national cybersecurity question on national security questions. According to the lead researcher Justin Sherman, he's the founder of Global Cyber Strategies, a research and advisory firm, as well as a senior fellow at the Duke Policy School. The data sets all contain individuals' identified data attached to veterans and service members' names for a cost ranging from $0.12 cents to $0.32 cents per record. If you don't think that's significant, you can obviously see the, the stuff they're selling and why Congress needs to immediately regulate this industry and get rid of it ASAP because it is a national security threat, especially this week as we honor our veterans on Veterans Day on Friday. So there's that. The war in Israel enters 30 days since the Hamas terrorists uh, went and invaded Israel on that peaceful Saturday morning, killing 1,400 civilians, uh, raping women, burning babies, beheading people. And the war is obviously uh, taking place in the battlefield in Gaza. There's also the cyber warfare aspect of this as terror supporter iran along with its proxies are launching destructive cyber attacks on israeli educational and tech sector institutions that are all part of the effort to try and defend israel this is coming from palo alto's unit 42 in a new report that they shared with the team over at the hacker news once the attackers stole information to deploy various wipers intended to cover their tracks and render the infected endpoint unusable. They've included three novel wipers, such as multi-layer partial washer and PFG agonizer, as well as a bespoke tool to extract information from database servers known as SQL Extractor. They've been active since at least December of 2020, where Checkpoint uh, first pointed them out. The malwares are a .NET malware, a C++ malware, and a malware that heavily relies on open source project called Cryline version 5.0 so they're attacking all kinds of different institutions in israel uh obviously the israeli cert as well as ilc4 and a lot of different organizations have jumped into the loop to defend a lot of the stuff going on there and if you take a look at this this is from a friend of the show hillel uh fold who talks about lionsgate network who specialize in cryptocurrency analysis and recovery of hacked crypto They've joined Israel's national efforts to assist the government in identifying and intercepting crypto wallets associated with Hamas. The new Israeli campaign started against Hamas's crypto wallets has successfully frozen around 100 accounts worth tens of millions of dollars. Tens of millions of dollars. Um, the campaign to prevent Hamas from using cryptocurrency marks a significant public victory, especially since traditional cash options have also been restricted due to borders being closed. Lionsgate, a startup in Israel with its CEO and founder, Betzalel Raviv, will terminate the organization's 
journey. They're targeting Hezbollah and Hamas. The most effective way to end this war tomorrow is to block their crypto financing. That is true. And so we see this right here being a significant win for Israel on the tech front. <coughs> in the battlefield to ensure that Hamas can't get their hands on any of the illicit money they're raising to continue to kill Jews in Israel and anywhere else across the world. So shout out to the folks over at Lionsgate as well as the teams that are working night and day to uh, prevent any more financing and weapons getting to Hamas and making sure the people of Gaza are freed from this terror organization. 30 days, 241 innocent civilians are still being held hostage in Gaza. Um, and this war could end tomorrow. This war could end tomorrow. All Hamas has got to do is surrender, release the hostages, and face what they got coming to them. And if they cared at all about the Palestinian lives in Gaza, they do just that. But they're using them as a uh, human shield. Um, and obviously, a ton of anti-Semitism going around right now as well. So just be mindful of that as well. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow with a whole lot more. Hopefully my voice will be better and my cough will be gone by tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day, y'all, and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.